Welcome to the Pub Meeple Podcast with your host, Gary, Chuck, Just Brian, and Proper Brian. On episode 24, we talk about 2019, the year in review. So grab a brew, join us at the pub, and let's talk board games. All right, guys. Uh, hey, I'm back. I'm glad to be back here with you guys. Gary! Uh, drinking, a, drinking a brew. Uh, this, is, this is good. It feels good. Yeah. Feels right to be back here we with you guys. We missed you last. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great episode, by the way. I loved it. Uh, I I had a good chuckle. It was, uh, and just so everyone knows, I just had a little family emergency, and on, I was almost on the way to come here, and uh, just we ended up in the ER room for a few hours. Everyone's all right, uh, but yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah. Um, hey, we're drinking some beers as as is our custom. Yes. Uh, you guys want to talk about your beer? Well, uh, Gary, I brought back Founders Dirty Bastard, which is oh. their Scotch Ale. This was the first so, beer we so had good. on the first podcast. It's my favorite. You and me. Really? Yeah, so you it, and I shared this this Scotch Ale on our very first podcast, episode one of the Pub Meeple podcast. Oh, wow. And so there's more over there when you're done. Oh. You're welcome to jump over there. Uh, I'm gonna have I don't know how well it'll follow. What did you bring? I brought a 1554, and the reason why Bingo. is it's a classic on the podcast. I've talked about it a lot. I love it. And so because this, this spoiler, this is uh, this podcast is uh, our kind of our 2019 look back, mm-hmm. a little bit of a 2020 look forward. Uh, I thought, hey, you know, I'm going to have a beer that I, I, I've loved on this podcast. And then I brought a couple that I hadn't tried before, but I may have to just go ahead and have one. I think of those. it'll pair well. I oh. think I think the, the Scotch Ale and the 1554 will go really well yeah, together. They'll go well together. How about, but I'm kind of interested to know, to uh, hear what uh, Proper Brian says about his beer. So back in October, Sean brought a Samuel Adams Oktoberfest mm. beer. It was really good, and I was I was impressed. And my brother told me about their uh, kind of their winter time. It's, it's called the Samuel Adams Winter Lager, and it's good. It's very good. So I'm what enjoying. Kind of, it. What kind of tasty notes is it? Kind of a chocolatey coffee. Kind what of is spicy. It? Spicy. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of got a spice to it's it. Like some winter spices in yeah. there. It's very good. Does it feel like a darker, heavier thing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a it's a lager. I think they should. I think winter ales, I don't know if they do, but the ones I like are the heavier, darker variety. I don't know. I feel like summertime's the time to shave your beard and yeah. drink, you know, some lawn mowing <laughs> beer, and then wintertime's the time to grow it out and drink some it hairy says, man beer. It says it's a festive bock with spices. Mm. Nice. Speaking of heavy beers... I got a Dragon's Milk. It's a bourbon barrel-aged stout. Mm-hmm. It is a quite heavy and delicious and bourbony. Everything bourbon-y. you just said sounds amazing. <laughs> I, love, I love bourbon barrels. Those are... Mm. Yeah. It's not quite as good as the New Belgium, but you know how we love New Belgium. Yeah. So, yeah. so we... we uh, yeah. Uh, what have you guys been playing? What have you guys been up to? Or if you haven't been playing, what else have you been doing? So my plays recently have all been around like holiday time and family. And so I haven't gotten anything new out, but I have gotten some old favorites out that work well uh, with uh, family and larger groups. So that would be Quinto. This is has become a, a staple in my uh, collection for uh, family events and things like that because it can play it can play up to as many people as you want. It says six, and it really works well that way. But it, it's a uh, it's kind of like a Yahtzee style, you know, roll the dice, write the number down kind of game. But it adds uh, some really interesting decisions into that mix. And I think the one 
the one thing that it does that I love the most is that you, you never have downtime because on everyone's turn, you have the opportunity to write something down. So you're not waiting for your turn to roll the dice. You're, you're watching and, and, and eventually you're cheering, you know, for, for what Th- comes This up. was one of your only nine, was it not? Yeah, it was. It's a very yes. good game. It was. This one comes back a lot too, like just in conversation and I think Gary, your family played yeah, quite a bit too. So. Have you played Quicks? Not yet. Okay. So Maria, while on vacation with, like, during the summer, I wasn't able to go with them to go visit her mom and dad for a few days. And while they were down there, her mom was like, did you bring any games? You know, I'm always, my family always brings the games. She's like, no. But so she went and uh, ran to Walmart and actually got quicks at Walmart. It's at Walmart and Target. It's like 10, 10 or $12. Very similar to Quinto. Um, Maria seems to like it a little bit better. So I've been playing that more. I think I like Quinto better, but... It's not like one's just fastly superior. I mean, it, they're both very, very, very good. And so that style of game is just taken off with my family. You know, maybe yeah. when I run out of score pads for Quinto, I'll pick up Quicks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's kind of what we did. I've been wanting to play Quinto, but I need to make some more. I need to print off more score pads. Yep. No, great game. Quinto. Now, speaking of uh, playing games with family, not a super high game that you know is like one of my favorites or anything but one that my family really loves i i broke out wahoo uh, i have a wahoo. i have a custom uh, also called aggravation or i mean it's like sorry basically yeah um i have a custom eight player board uh with lots of colored marbles like 50 different sets of colored marbles and so everybody loves to pick out the different colors and each turn we play it but it's a it's a very mean take that game we love to hop on other people's marbles and send them back home and people laugh and it's a good time. Why is it take that games like that are tend to be so good for, uh, for family gatherings like with non, like non gamers. I, I think there, there's very little rules. Um, though we did argue about the rules cause we always argue about rules. <laughs> I want them to be right. And my dad wants them to be the way he learned them. So <laughs> it's, it's always an argument, but it, it's just a simple game. It's it's easy to play once you get it going and you know what's going on. It's I mean it's got that you know very brainless kind of feel to it, but you get to socialize and laugh and have fun and mess with each other and that's I think that's why it's just fun. It's- so over the kind of in a similar vein, messing with each other and laughing a lot over the Thanksgiving break, I got I was at my. Uh, Maria's older brother's house, and, and his family always likes to play games, and they usually ask me to bring some. So I brought a big bag of games, and what's the only game I get out? Uh, the Resistance. Uh, so, I, was about, I, was gonna, I, I could have bet on that. I, I like The Resistance, but my problem with The Resistance is whenever I introduce it to a group, they want to play over and over and over, and then, then, then they look at me like, I'm a bad person when after seven games, I'm like, can we switch it up? And they're like, no, we we're just now getting the hang of it. And so I ended up playing nine games of the resistance or whatever it was that, that night. And I had a blast. And what was cool is my brother-in-law doesn't usually play these games. And he even said, I don't usually like these games and I love this one. So now he's probably going to get that for Christmas, but he's going to get your copy. For yeah. Christmas. He, he like, might, Here yeah. you go. Have my copy. of resistance. Yeah, actually, that's the, that's what I need to do. <laughs> you liked it so much. Uh, you have it. I mean, I like the game, but for me, it's more like, I see it as like a filler or like we're waiting on someone or we have a big group. So we kind of play it and then we all go, you know, then we split up to two, two tables or whatever. Not like that's the only game we play that night, but that's what we did. And it was fun. 
But yeah, so the resistance. Yeah. But, but. Right on. Well, so um, I got together with um, our buddy Ned, and he and I, first of all, he introduced me to um, a little two player game called Airland and Sea, which was a really great two player game. Not it, to be confused with Heroes. Not to, yeah, not to be confused with Heroes of Air, yeah. Air Land and Sea. This one is more like a World War II type thematic game. You have three. Uh, theaters of combat, air, land, and sea, and you're playing cards on those theaters, kind of matching the suit. So you have, in each air, land, and sea suit, you have one through six, and you're kind of playing a, a game of war on either side. So, uh, Chuck, if you remember, like, playing the agents, you, we have, you know, uh, you're kind of the cards you place in front of you and the cards you place in front of, yes. I, that I place in front of me. Yeah. Um, unlike the, it's not exactly like the agents cause they're not, they're not dual purpose cards and, and they don't, um, but, but you kind of have a tableau and they kind of yeah, have a tableau. Yeah. You have one and they have one. I can't really play on your tableau, but I can affect your tableau yeah. the same okay. way you can in the agents. So like maybe I play a card that says flip a card. So first of all, I'll play a card that's a four on air and it's the ability on the card says flip an adjacent uh, a card in an adjacent theater that could be one of my own in the adjacent theater, which maybe is land or sea, or it could be my opponent's. The backside of all the cards are two, so if I flip his six to a two, then that really helps out in that other theater. And so you get kind of like back and forth strategic game. Uh, there's uh, six cards in each suit, so that's uh, 18 cards, but you only play with 12. So there's six cards each round that you don't know what are in the game, so you don't have perfect information. And it's just really fun because you see, like like you do in a lot of these little eighteen deck or small card games, or even like Inish, where you know you only have a very limited set of cards. You start seeing the same cards come out, so it's really quick to pick up and learn because you you don't have to learn a bunch of cards. And and then you know when I got screwed by something, and then I get that card the next hand, I'm like, oh yeah, I saw how he played it. I'm gonna play a little different. And it was a really tight game, really really fun, two player. And it kind of gave me the same feel of the agents, much faster and just in and, and a simpler, you know, kind yeah, of stripped the, down version. So the, the one thing that's wrong with the agents is it can get a little convoluted sometimes. It's like a lot going on and you're trying to keep up with it. And it's things, built and for it's, more than two players, but I think true. we like it a lot at two. Mm-hmm. And this game was specifically designed for two and does the same thing that, that I, the, at least the same parts that I like about the agents, Airline NC does, and does really, really well. So I can highly recommend it. I, I didn't look up the MSRP, but whatever it is, I, for a two-player game, like I love two-player games. Yeah. Anyway. And then we followed that up with Great Western Trail, like a two-player game oh, of Great awesome. Western Trail. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it was – and what's great about that is I really feel like Great Western Trail holds up really well at two players. It's probably the best way to learn the game too. So if instead of like teaching, you know – which I think four players is too much for Great Western Trail. Three is just right. But if I'm going to teach somebody that's new, two's a fun night. And we had a great time. I think he had a great time. Definitely restored my love for Fister because I, I kind of vacillate a little bit. Sometimes I'm like, ah, Fister's the best. And then sometimes I'm like, ah, I really don't understand where he's going today with what he's doing. <laughs> but then I get back to his classics, Great Western Trail or Mombasa or uh, something like Alice Guy. And I'm like, you know, ah, this is why yeah. I love that man's games. And so, yeah, we got to play Great Western Trail and really revived a lot of... It wasn't... You know, I haven't looked at that game all year. And so the day I knew he was coming over to play, I went back and kind of refreshed on some of the iconography, right? Because we all agree that you have to almost learn the new icon language every time you play a Fister game. It wasn't that bad. And once we started playing, like, he he picked it up and I remembered it all really quickly. Like, the the teach went really well and the actual gameplay was super smooth. Probably the smoothest it's been 
since we started kind of working through that game. So I was kind of disappointed that Shuck wasn't there because I think he needs to like go back through it with some with the smoothness, you know. And maybe you'll maybe you'll <laughs> go back and go. You know what? You, Brian happens to be right this time. I can't believe it. Change the right. minds. Change the minds. I, I can really see Ned loving that game. Yeah. Not knowing how the kind of games he likes. I think he did. Either that or he's just, just not willing to tell me he hates a game I love. But uh. <laughs> I think he's just being nice. The <laughs> uh, Great Western Trails are a great game. One one last quick game that I actually I want to introduce to you guys. And I know I've kind of been on a uh, – and I might mention this later, but uh, kind of a train game theme this year maybe. But uh, – I actually got a trick-taking game called Trick of the Rails that, is, as a friend way put, you know, the game actually gets all the elements of a train game in, game in there. There's stocks, there's routes, there's all these things, but it's done through the mechanics of a trick-taking game. It's rather unique. Players build these companies and routes up together. Basically, the winner of the, uh, of the trick makes some decisions, and the losers have, sometimes have to put um, – will have to place their cards on, on – on the, the suit or the company that, you know, you lose. So you'll have to place your card uh, in that company's portfolio. So it's, it was actually really, really fun. I wasn't sure how it was going to be. It was a little crunchier than I thought, than I kind of wanted it to be. But after we were done, I was like, yeah, I want to play this again. So I was glad because at first I was like, man, it wasn't as easy to, to get into the game as I thought. And I thought, really, this is a quick card game. But once you got going, it was like, oh, it all kind of clicked into place. And it was like about 25 or 30 minutes. So hit a good spot. I like yeah. trick-taking games. Yeah, and so actually, I, I thought about yourself because I know you and I have played some uh, train games together, and you love trick-taking games. So I was like, maybe I can lure. Not like I need to lure my friends into a game night, but you, I'm like maybe I can lure Sean into this one. You you thought about me? <laughs> yeah, it's it's strange <laughs> how that how that happens. Sometimes I don't know if you guys do this. I buy games. I'm like, Proper Brown would love this game, or Shuck would love this game, and then. And then I forget to tell you guys about it for six months. So yeah. that, that's how it goes. Yeah. I do that all the time. I yeah. like I absolutely try to think about my audience because I know, I mean, it's not going to make it to the table otherwise, right? Yeah. Mostly. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's go ahead and get into our 2019 look back. But first. On the 12th month of podcast, my people came to me. 12 blood and honeys, 11 shiners shining, 10 loca yellows, 9 lefendamons, 8 dragons milking, 7 St. Bernardesses, 6 Oktoberfest, 5 golden trucks, 4 IPAs, 3 philosophers, 2 breakfast outs, and a new Belgium sponsorship. Not really, but for the sake of the joke, pretend it's really true knowing that Pub Meeple is in no way affiliated with New Belgium, but just really loves their beers and would be honored if they heard her please and sponsor the podcast for the sake of the amazingness that's craft beer. All right, guys. I don't know if we need to apologize for that. Yeah, I don't know or, really uh, what happened there. Um, I blame Chuck. Look, no regrets. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. If you, <laughs> have, if you have feedback or, you know, if you want to get mad at us, you can email Chuck at something exactly. else.com I have no at gmail. I have no apologies. <laughs> it was amazing. It was pretty pretty awesome. Speaking of amazing, I would I would say 2019 was a pretty amazing year. I don't year. know about you guys. Would could, could we agree that it was a pretty good year at least? It was a good year. It was yes. a good year. Yeah. So let's uh, let's look back at a few moments. A few things. Let's start out with just a few uh I have a question about this episode. Is this like is this the episode that we have all the flashbacks? 
Yeah, this is, is that what this is? Is the flashback episode? episode. We're really on vacation, and all we're doing is going to cut in uh, <laughs> moments from other podcasts. Okay, uh, you know. no, no, this is the uh, this is the flashback kind of uh, favorite is... moments of 2019. What? <laughs> what were you saying? Uh, huh? I don't even know. No, he had a flashback. Oh, we caught <laughs> him mid flashback, <laughs> <laughs> and then I plowed straight into another car. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I can say honestly, 2019 has been pretty good. Both personally and gaming-wise. I know this is a gaming podcast, so I'll keep it mostly gaming stuff. But I feel like 2019 has just been a, a good year for me in general. I think one of the things that stuck out for me is, and I really enjoy doing this, the, the beer festival, the beer summit here oh, in Abilene. Yeah, and this is kind of tangentially game-related because it involves Ned, our friend, who was on the podcast when yeah. Proper Brian couldn't be here one time. And that was one of the funnest moments I had. Our hangout time is so limited, we usually want to play a game because right. we, 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 we enjoy playing games when we're around it's one another. It's almost an expectation, usually, So we'll have that beer. Yeah, yeah. And there's a that, that little bit of an expectation. But this, it was like, well, we don't have time for that. We're going to do this amazing thing. And then when, when you show up to volunteer and you're expecting to work really, really hard and someone goes, your job is to wear the shirt, drink the beer, and talk to people for like eight hours oh i was like God. yeah uh can i do this every day you know yeah so, no it was a great day yeah it was a fun really fun abilene time. beer summit so if you're in the abilene area or texas in general um abilene beer summit happens over the summer uh, late summer right yeah it's late summer early early fall around the time like some of the Oktoberfest beers start even coming out so he even had a marts in there at the at the summit but yeah i mean it was just it, it's it's a great event it's put on by some local distributors here and then a lot of the local breweries are represented and man it's just oh man it's just so much fun it was yeah, a really good day it was a good day we drank a lot of beer but it wasn't that beer. bad it wasn't like one of those things where you you go and and you kind of black out because you've had too much like you pace yourself throughout the day you're talking to people most of the time um i did actually probably drank less i think i i think i was more dehydrated from the heat and not drinking water than i was from what you know how how beer might dehydrate you. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't yeah. like there was like no irresponsibility it, it, it going like, on. It wasn't like, like some weird crazy tra- alcoholic yeah, drink fest. It was more anything. that we just drank a lot of samples of really, really good beer. Oh, yeah. It was, and it was a, oh, it was amazing. It was an amazing time. You were there. I, I was there. That was that was a good times. Yeah. I, w- I wasn't there, so I want to come I, next year. Yeah, I tried this to... am- amazing cinnamon Mexican beer thing that oh, was my fantastic. Gosh. The Mexican cinnamon roll beer? Oh. That was so tasty. Are you talking about Grain Theories? Yes. Uh, Grain secret theories, Weapon? Man. Yes. That was, that was amazing. And I also had a white chocolate beer that was not as good. Hmm. Yeah. Well, how about you, Proper Brian? Man, so I wrote down a bunch of things, but I think the thing that I am most excited about about this year is the amount of gaming that I got to do with my kids and my family this year. Very they, cool. Uh, so I have four kids, and, and uh, the older two are twins. And I remember when they were born, and I remember thinking, hey, I've got – two more people to play games with me. And it's been there. They're seven and a half now. And they are finally to that age where number one, they're able to play some more complex games. We've played Carcassonne and Takinoko and Mice and Mystics and uh, ticket to ride. And they are getting them. And not only do they get them, they want to play. And it's really exciting to me. It's something I've looked forward to for seven and a half years now, you know, it's like, (laughs) but this year has really been kind of a breakout year for that. I mean, they've wanted to engage with me with games, but it's more like, dad, I want to get outside and play with the pieces. And they still like to do that some, but uh, 
now they're like supposed to go outside not get outside (laughs) (laughs) right or is it equally as good i don't know yeah well uh, um I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> oh, sorry, I will, I, I will say, uh, I will say, one time I, I I got to your house a little early for a game night, and I had the pleasure of watching Robert Brian and his boys uh, wrap up a game of my first Castle Panic. Yeah, and it was awesome because his older boys turned to me and they're like teaching me the rules to the game, and they're like, "You see, this is what we're doing," and I was like, "Oh, cool!" and Watching them, it was really cool. Watching you with your boys, I it was a good moment. Like I was glad I got there early. Uh, I almost felt like I was intruding on this cool moment, but the boys made me feel like I was part of it. It was it was really cool. No, they they constantly are saying, "When can we play with the guys from the pub? We we want to play. We want to play with those guys, you know." And so we gotta, no, they got to do something with his boys. Yeah. Remember back? I remember back in the day when I would come over and we just bust out games with Gary and his kids, and it was. Like it was fun for me, but Gary would tell me later like how cool it was, you know that that they that I just come over That's and play how games with your kids and stuff. Yeah, and uh, he named and all his survivors. I just come over and play with Gary and his kids. We need, we need to just go over one day and just like go play with the twins. They just, would love that. Oh, they would eat it like, up. Man. Yeah, they fun. would eat it up. So I, I kind of want to wrap this up with a little bit of encouragement for other parents that are listening that have young kids and you can't see like the. You know, in the future, you can't, it's hard to see that future where your kids are to the age where they're going to start enjoying some of the things you do. And it comes, it really does. I know Gary can speak to that. I know we all can speak to that here at this table, but it's every year it gets a little sweeter, you know, uh, with them and with them enjoying the hobby that I really enjoy. So So treasure the younger years, but come on, get older and let's get these games out. Get some maturity here. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's interesting because like Chuck and I have had some conversations with our older daughters. Like uh, Morgan likes, uh, your oldest daughter likes uh, Agricola, right? Yes, she likes Agricola. Yeah, I mean, so we get to get some of these games that are like, I got to get a meaty game out with my kids, you know? That's so cool. It doesn't happen all that often in my house, but when it does, it's so cool. You know, I'm trying to to get that to happen a little bit more, but I don't want to push it too much because I've got teenagers now, and it's like an on and off switch. One day they're like, Dad's cool. The next day, like, Big bad dad, I don't want anything to do with you. The, the thing I hate the worst is when when my, my five-year-old son wants me to get a game out, and it's like five minutes before bed, and I'm like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> no. Tomorrow. We'll play it tomorrow. Yeah. And then we yeah. get too busy, and then we don't get That happens play. a lot to us. Like, the last few days, they've been like, we want to play a game with you. And then their, their friends will come over and knock on the door, and they'll go outside and play all day. And they'll come in, can we play a game now? I'm like, it's bedtime. No. Yeah. But, you know. So we're working on that. Miles tries to institute a tabletop gaming day because we do tabletop day once a year. So it, periodically, it, just this last week, he even said, today's tabletop day, Dad. And I'm like, well, I mean, and, and he really <laughs> means he wants to have a tabletop day, you know. Yep. And so that is kind of cool because I'm like, oh, let's plan a tabletop day. But then, like you said, like we go out and we play or we roller skate and we do other things. And then, Dad, we were supposed to have tabletop day. Well... I'm sorry, son. Like, so, I feel so bad. Let's, it, let's... Gets, it gets different because <laughs> I kind of like you with, your, with your boys. So my son, who's who's about to be 14, he's 13 now, I say, hey, let's play Arkham Horror, the card game. All right, I'll get it out. And then his cousin calls or his friend down the street. And then like he goes and rides skateboards with him down the street. I'm like, I don't want to stop that. I'm like, I'm totally cool with that. I think that's great. 
But then there's part of me like I'm sitting at the table with the cards out. You got it already. You know? And he walks in. He's like, oh, man, it's really late. I'm, I'm going to go to bed. And I'm like, yeah, you are. It's bedtime. Yeah. And I was thinking in my mind, I was like, I was, was going to let, let you stay up an hour late to hang out with dad. But like, I don't want to do that. So I'm like, all right, yeah, you go to bed. I'm just sorting cards over here. I you just know? really wanted to unpack this game and then put it back up. <laughs> So yeah, I have some oh, of those moments. Poor Gary, man. call me next no, time. I'll come no, over I'll, and I'll, I'll fill you. in. No, you know? but uh, it's 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 interesting because uh, yeah, you do get to those moments. Like uh, sometimes when they ask for them, but they always ask for them like at nine at night. And yeah. you're like, listen, I'm I'm tired. Day's Kid. over. Your bedtime's in thirty minutes. You know, how about we do this tomorrow? And then the, of course tomorrow is a choir concert or whatever, right? So, but yeah, you do get to a point where they start being able to play those bigger games with you, and it's so fun. It's like it's a good, like you said. Just hold on. Hold on and wait. It's, it's coming. coming. It's coming. Words of hope for the holiday season. <laughs> How about you, Shuck? <laughs> um, uh, I mean, to be honest, this year's been kind of tough for me, but I had some good gaming moments. Uh, one thing I've enjoyed uh, this last week or so, I've been re-listening to the podcast trying to, for this best of 2019 thing, kind of go through. And, and one thing I, I enjoyed was listening to the growth. I feel like we've come a long way. Hmm. From the podcast, like every time I feel like we get better and better and sound gets better and like uh, podcast wise or as better as gamers or the podcasting whole yeah. in general um, was it's just just kind of fascinating to listen to some of that growth. And um, but I did write down some notes from each one of these These are at least my favorite moments. Give us some of your highlights. Um, you named things after me, apparently. So we have the shuck method. <laughs> huh. the method for for uh for gaming your collection. Yeah, so it's the uh the each game has a purpose it must be replaced by a better one when getting yeah, new that's games the that's the yeah. shuck podcast and, shuck and apparently mean it well I, I i knew that one but the one that i had completely forgot about was the shucks gambit y'all remember that one <laughs> shucks sure. gambit but, the shucks, but for the sake of the listeners remind me <laughs> yeah. the, the shucks gambit is assuming that someone will back a kickstarter because i don't want to pay for it <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right i think we've all partaken in that <laughs> the, the, the message that go around are you backing that one okay good because I'm, I'm totally in support of you backing that game so there, there was the other one on the uh, one of my favorite ones or moments on the house rules uh, was when the Bryans uh, made Gary feel like a hypocrite during. I mean, he like completely reversed their. Oh, whole... that was a good time. That was a good time. He was like hardline, like I am not a house ruler. Yeah, and, and then they're like, like, "No, yes, you are." We're like reverse card, buddy. That was our plan going in, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think, they, I think they had chatted before that one. That was unfair. So, my uh, my absolute favorite moment of podcasting out of the whole the whole thing. And as soon as it happened, I just started busting out laughing again. Was the extremely slow reveal of the U Build Monopoly? I lost it. I was like, that was such a y'all. Y'all were in such suspense. That was when, so. When that which, was on the uh, which episode that was, was that? On? Uh, that was uh, he wanted to reprint Monopoly. Yeah, that was episode nineteen. He said we don't have enough, enough prints of Monopoly. We need to reprint a Monopoly. You build Monopoly. Yeah, That's whatever. Right. You give us more Monopoly. <laughs> you made um, us think it was going to be a good game, and then. Uh, uh, <laughs> My my favorite episode was actually a recent one. Was the the only nine episode. I really enjoyed the the thought process of taking all my games and condensing it into just nine games. It was a uh, it was very I don't know what you call it. Like it, it hurt a little bit, but it was like it hurt so good. Yeah, <laughs> sure. It, it was a good exercise. It was Exor- kind of neat. Yeah, it was, it was a good neat exercise. exercise to do that. So, I, that was a fun episode to record, and then also I felt 
feels inadequate. Like my process was inadequate after that one, but that's also because I, I, I was on a podcast with two guys who, who analyze data. Like, I don't in know a way that so, I can't. So when I was, I cause I wasn't there for that podcast. So when I listened to it as an audience member, and this is kind of how I think of why our dynamic works is because we think differently. So Gary, there are gamers who think like you, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, these are the nine games I like. I'm going to throw these out there. I'm going to keep all the heavy euros, and then here's my family game called Blood Bowl Team Manager." <laughs> so thank, <laughs> so thank God for well, you, yeah. Gary, because if not for you, we would like totally ostracize that whole demographic, yeah. right? So I'm sure there's people that just operate completely on their gut. Like, what game do I like? That's right. Keep that game. <laughs> I, so, I think. Why is this so hard? I'm just I, keeping the, my favorite game. And, and lastly, I think. I think one of my favorite discussions was the uh, what makes a classic. I thought that was a, a really interesting discussion and back and forth. That's about, the one where we actually seemed intelligent. Actually, that's a rare moment. So it is a rare. Mark that one in chalk. Because, you know, put a, put a strike mark on the chalkboard. We're not going to have too many of those. That's right. Uh, you know, I think uh, yeah, 2019, man. I mean, it was it was. Uh, I feel like there were so many good things. I feel like on a personal level, like I've started trying to do. Uh, eat lunch at a local restaurant on Fridays and yeah, that's right. this whole, this whole pho Friday deal. But Chuck's been there a few times. You've been there once, uh, uh just yeah, Brian. That's right. And I, I guess I, what I was wanting to do is I was inviting all my gamer friends, but it was a thing we we're doing outside of gaming. Much like we talked about earlier. Sometimes we get, when we're together, we want a game, but this was kind of a nice way to, uh, to kind of get some people together over a mutually loved, uh, you know, lunch item. And I'm hoping to continue that into 2020, just expanding my getting to hang out with my gamer friends in non-gamer related ways. Like, cause I always feel like, Hey, I'm, I'm meeting with a gamer, a gamer buddy. I got to play a game because we don't get it. You know, you always want to get those games to the table, but sometimes like and I'm just Brian, you and I've had a, Scotch night. We didn't do it this year so far, but we still have a few we're, days we have left. A few day, we're going to do it. We're, we're going to do, do it. it. And so, I just realized like sometimes it's it's really great to have those yeah. moments with gamer friends that aren't game related. And yeah. so that's something I'm I've done in 2019. I started doing more and I really want to push that in 2020. It's like I want to hang out with all of you guys in a meaningful way that's not game related, you know. So Gary, I don't mean to just kind of interrupt you, but what about favorite gaming moments yeah. is that something that yeah, that, you, that we can kind of because i've actually been wanting to look i've been looking forward to talking about my favorite gaming of 2019 and i'm Let's looking into that i'm looking at gary like in the eyes okay it's us, it's well, us. gloomhaven okay Our, uh, gloomhaven has been amazing this year i'm not looking at the other two they're uh, not here it's just you and me now. it's just you yeah. and me and so we gary and i are, are part of a a, a gloomhaven uh troop called the murder hobos let's, let's, and let's, let's, it's with we, we, and yeah we have a we have a jeff who who y'all have seen on our youtube channel and ned who you've you've heard on our podcast before they're also part of our our gloomhaven party but i gotta say i have enjoyed gloomhavening with you guys like i think of that game throughout the work week it gets me kind of through some of the i, I have all my cards on my phone, and every now and then I think about how I'm going to level next. And I'll tell you, this goes back to episode one. If you guys have been following us for a while, or if you ever go back and listen to our favorite game mechanics, my favorite game mechanic, personally for me, is leveling in-game. So a good example of that that I gave in the past, which I think is a perfect example, is something like mechs mechs versus minions, right? Where you have a card that just gets better as you go. Not just getting a new thing, like in Descent or 
some of those uh, maybe like an RPG where you just get a new ability, but you get an ability that just gets better. I feel like those are the more interesting ways to level. I feel like Gloomhaven does this in spades, right? Agreed. You have a character that is built around a concept, and within that concept, as you level, like that's the best part of the game for me. The I feel like the times we actually meet those theaters are where we get to get the payoff for those levels. So all my planning, all my thought about who, how I want to run my character, I get to see that kind of unfold and play out in the scenarios we get together. But the fun of that game is when we go to the city and we like get the cards that we want to get. We, we, we act, uh, kind of manipulate our modifier deck with perks and with leveling like I really enjoy it, and just to think that I get to unlock another character and figure that new character That's out and cool. start over, like that is the fun of the game. Cool. I enjoy that aspect so much. I also enjoy that my character, my class is the Mind Thief, which I feel like was a tough one to start off with, but I've enjoyed it so much. I, I feel like every time I play it, I get better. I feel like I'm at a sweet spot with my character. I'm actually like, like I'm actually contributing now, and like I'm doing some cool stuff because I'm. Our party includes like a tank and um, the the tinkerer, and then yourself. You're the Crackheart guy. Yeah, Crackheart. And, and, and yeah, I've like, tried to play more like an like I didn't want to play him like an archer at first. I wanted him to be a tank. Doesn't work that way. And you have to kind of like you're in the mind thief. You kind of have to figure out how that works, what cards to play. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, I'm like an archer who can do yeah. like elemental stuff. You know, that game is so cool. Yeah, like I, I think of the one time I don't want to just harp on this game the whole time, but that that one time. Uh, there was one scenario where, like, I got stuck in a room by myself. Oh, we totally abandoned you. And, like, I, I took on these, like, big bad guys, and I was, like, I'm... It was, they like, were this Earth dance Elementals, yeah. and there's two of them, and you were by yourself. I should have been smashed, and I was, like, doing this little dance of death, basically. And Chuck just crawled underneath me. That was so that was one of the coolest moments of 2019 right here. <laughs> that was one of my favorite podcasting moments. But, uh, no, but, but to speak to the game, though, yeah, I mean, that game, it draws you cinematic moments. So I remember moments, like, where your character jumps in a room and like smashes everyone around and saves me. Cause I was about to die. And you know, uh, Jeff's character always be in the tank. So like, I know that I can, uh, make people mad and then run in front of run behind him and turn invisible and then they'll hit him. You know, I, I all these cool moments like that. Yeah. Gloomhaven has been one of the best and un and surprise games for me. Like, I thought I was going to enjoy it. I didn't think I was going to love it. I've yeah. loved it. So, yeah. It's, so, it's I guess, game. I guess, go. I mean, just to wrap this up, because I know the other two guys are like totally left out of this conversation. No, I'm going to butt sorry, in. Sorry, sorry, Brian. No. Uh-uh. But, but I tell you, it's fun to play, fun to get with you guys. We've made it like a scotch night. Like, an, it's like oh, an yeah. unofficial, like, scotch <laughs> night where every night we get together, like, we have scotch. And so that's kind of another part to it. But <laughs> on top of that, that part is fun, but it's also a game that I feel like I play when we're not together because yeah. I'm thinking about my character. I'm thinking about how to oh, level him. I'm totally looking if up If I have stuff some downtime, I like I, I like look at how I'm going to level next week, which I do get to level next time we get together. And so I'm like already figured out how I want to manipulate that. And in that way, it's it's filled that RPG part of my gaming that I haven't had for so long in the way that I want it because I don't want an RPG, you know? Yeah. So... so uh, before we get off of Gloomhaven, I'm just going to say that's probably m- my biggest regret of this year is that's not, not talking about is getting on, <laughs> in on that game. And I know I, I know I couldn't, I know, but I mean, just due to time constraints at home, but um, hearing you guys talk about it, I've heard y'all talk about it all year. We it's can, something that I want to play. If you want to get in, I can totally kill Gary. 
Yeah, and you can get in. No, no, I mean no, not as character. Yeah, we'll we'll keep the same character. So, but uh, we can just like somehow get rid. So maybe maybe what I should say is maybe Frosthaven is something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the whole Um, uh, the whole other expansion. I'd say what is it? Jaws of the Lion or something? Like the the the, uh, intro version to the game. I want to get that from you. If you are not, yeah, if you think Gloomhaven is too big of a bite, um, check that out because that might be a, a great kind of like mini. Haven. So since you guys got to have your own little kumbaya over there, I'm going to bring oh, it up to me and Chuck can, 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 uh, can get in on some we, of that. We get so, to have a bro moment now? Yeah. Sweet. So let's, let's talk. Uh, so one of my favorite gaming moments this year um, has been the game of Tapestry yes. that I played with you and I Ned. Knew this was coming. And it was my first play of Tapestry. We played Tapestry Not with you. Not in this game. <laughs> get out. Ours was vastly different. So Ours was amazing and can never be topped so, ever. So the, I, I think one of the best things about uh, playing Tapestry with you guys was there, uh, two things. Number one, it was a game right up your alley. And so I got to that watch... I, that I didn't even realize. Yeah. So I, I got... To, <laughs> like, so when I, when I watch movies with people, I really enjoy watching movies with people when they enjoy it. Like I enjoy sharing that experience. Yes. And I think the same thing happens with games sometimes where... I'm watching you enjoy this game, and so it's it's heightening my enjoyment of the game. And uh, Ned was enjoying himself too. So playing with people that are really having a good time with it and kind of being surprised by it and being uh, drawn into it like that. But then the the second part, and I know that uh, this will probably be a part of it for you, is watching Ned's comeback at the end. Oh my! That was like that was probably one of the best gaming moments. Yeah, I mean, at least of the year, if not ever, because that yeah. was just—he was so far behind. We we had to have been like seventy points in front of him for the, almost the whole game, and then we were like done, and I was like, "Oh, I'm I beat proper Brian, I'm winning," and then he just comes out and smashes me like he just—he steps on me and just kind of squishes it a little bit, maybe spits on my grave. <laughs> I like, mean, like he made up those seventy <laughs> points and then jumped about a hundred more above that. Oh, it was man, it was ridiculous. And, and it's not that I'm, you know, I'm I don't enjoy losing, but man, enjoying and losing like that, that was, was fun. <laughs> that was the most enjoyment loss I've ever had in my life. That was like I, I wow. could, that was very cool. That wow, was, That's yeah, a big I would just I, I would lose like that again. That was amazing. So, what do you think about the game tapestry shot? Because I've I've heard Proper Brian talk about it. I talked about it a little bit before uh, on the podcast after we did that. But that's true. One of, one of the things was. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was wasn't really on my radar, and so I didn't really have any expectations for it. And a lot of games I go in with some kind of expectation because I've either looked at a review or read the rule book or whatever. I don't know why this one just never hit, you know, my uh, appealed to me or whatever. But it, it it has a lot of the things that I like. It's got engine building in it. I mean, that's something that I I really like and um, like. It's not worker placement, but more of like an action selection because nobody's really getting in the way of things. But then it has that like deus board that you kind of interact with people a little bit and proper Brian destroyed everything I had. So that was yeah. fun. He did that to you too? Yes. Yeah. He just, he, and, and like he slowly did it. So he like, he kind of look at me and then he'd, he'd hit my guy and then he'd fall over dead and he'd be like, He'd smile, and then he'd do it on the next one, right? He's like, no, I'm just going to take this island, too. Oh, and this one, I'm just going to keep... Oh, you know what? You only have one left. I'm sorry. Not really. I'm but. pretty sure I apologized. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm 
sorry, not, not sorry. Not sorry. I don't think he apologized. So in a, in a in a flash ranking engine moment, Deus and Tapestry. Oh well, uh, I've already done it. So I mean, spoilers. But Deus is still number one. I mean, is it? Yes. So, yeah, so it's, even it's, though the, so so even though they both have the engine build and kind of the the yeah, area I'm, control, you're still you're still kind of thinking Deus takes the cake. Yes, and and Tapestry went pretty high. I've kind of done a pre ranking for the the end of the year i'll probably do it again but before next year but um it, it tapestry came in pretty high i don't typically like new games to come in quite as high as it did i would like to play it again i don't know if that'll happen before the end of the year um just to kind of solidify my thoughts on it but um uh it just it was it was fun it just was a, hit it a lot, was a of, lot of fun okay. one of the things that that game did for me is it solidified that it's not just it's not just the game that matters and how how you enjoy it. it it's the, it's the people you're playing with too. So when I played with them, I played I played with someone that this game was aimed at, right? And then when I play with you guys, it's that game is it, it's not necessarily well, I didn't aimed wanna, at I you. I didn't necessarily want to talk about because we're talking about the best of moments. So I didn't want to bring up our experience because it wasn't a bad experience. It wasn't no, bad. I would it play wasn't it again. bad, and I would totally play it again it just, too. It just struck me as after listening to y'all talk about it, it did set some expectation. And I, I feel like our play of it, and I think even your play of it, Proper Brian, when you played with us, you felt, and maybe because it was a group thing, do you think that has something to do with like the psychology of the group? That's that what we, I'm saying. It's amazing. We kind of that- had this, this moment where like, it did it. I don't want to say it fell flat. That's not the term I would use at all. It was still a great, fun game. It was, yeah, I played it again. It just was like one of those where I was like, Okay, what's the big deal? You know, I, I think that's what I'm getting at is comparing that first play with that with y'all with the play with y'all mm. is just interesting. And and I was like, well, what's the the denominator here that's different? You mm. know, and I think it was like the group was different, and the game is not aimed at y'all like the type of game it is. And so I feel like not that you wouldn't enjoy it, but that it just wouldn't make you just sit up and go, oh, this is cool. That's why you our know? play of it wasn't your look back in 2019. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. So anyway, the play of Tapestry that Chuck and I had with Ned was one of the best hey, game experience of 2019. Right. Like, like mm-hmm. I can talk about a game of Werewolf that Chuck and Gary <laughs> and I played with a bunch of Air Force guys. That was amazing. That was like the that. best night. How many games Werewolf of Werewolf did we that play that again. night? Ne- How many Werewolf games did we play? never be that good again. Was it like five, four Eight. or five? We played like all night Werewolf, and it was the best night of our life. And I got to say, we don't really like Werewolf, but it was so much fun. And it was because we were in that group. We had this group psychology that made that night fun. And so if it can work for Werewolf, it can work for a great yeah. game like Tapestry. you know. So I can totally see that being kind of kind of a thing that really hooks the kind of sweet trifecta moment. You know, yeah. So uh, continuing on the bro moments, uh, Gary and I, I think one of my favorites was the eight, the eighteen. Uh, was it forty six? Oh my god! I played that with Craig, right? Yes, yeah. That one was, of the highlights of my year. My 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 favorite thing about that was Gary constantly trying to screw me over, and I still beat him. So that was the most <laughs> yeah. none of my satisfying efforts. moment. Shuck. It was it was like I should have not liked the game because it was a four hours of my life watching Chuck beat me every at, at every turn, but it was like I kept having the hope. But maybe the next trick will work. You know? It's like I'm gonna put this train here, this track, so you can't get it. No, I'm just gonna go around it. It's cool. No yeah, it was about it, it was so cool. Way. Yeah, so I'm glad I'm glad that made your list because 
that, that was, was one of the top games of my and and year. I'm not a I'm not a a big long game kind of person and, and it's not a game that I probably want to play often but it was I, I liked it I like I want to play another 18xx I haven't yeah. done so since but uh, it was a good intro it was I haven't really either fun. and I've it's been high on my list so it's something I want to do in 2020 I want to play a couple of them but yeah that that play of 18 1846 with Shuck and Craig, man, high on my list. Very, very, very good. That was a international tabletop day as as well. Oh yeah, and then and then and then Shuck beat me at every game. I won. I, I won two, everything. Two yeah, you, let's hear this again. And then Shuck, I beat, Shuck played I beat, two games with you. I beat Just Brian at Zaya again, because um, I beat him every time I played him. Yep, I've heard that before. Yes. Uh, I think we've heard that on a podcast. Uh, probably a few times. Yep, probably. I'm gonna bring it up a couple more times. In 2000, <laughs> looking forward to 2020, where I beat Brian, Brian again <laughs> at Just. Just Brian uh, at Zayat. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Kind of wrapping up on 2019, I guess. We'll we'll kind of maybe maybe jump on ahead if that's all right with you guys. But well, you, you, you we, I want to hear your 2019 moment. Ah, uh, what's your, what's your game? I would have to say if if it was anything, and this is kind of anticlimactic here, but I, I finally got to play Lisboa. It's a game that had been sitting on my shelf for a long time, and I had to play with. That's a big deal. With Reed and Ned, that was amazing. I still want to play the game again. It has. Stayed in my mind ever since I played the game, and uh, and I think that to tie that into kind of Ned and Reed, I've I've been hanging out with Ned. I hadn't really hung out with Reed a whole lot, and that kind of I feel like that friendship has has become stronger, better. I don't know, just because I've played just because of Lacerda. Lacerda yeah, brings no, people yeah, together. Lacerda brings people together. Yeah, yeah no, um, no, the more there's you that. Know. <laughs> no, but just because I've spent some more time with him, and and I realized like our taste actually gelled a, a lot more than I thought they did. And and then he's also opened my eyes to some games that um I would not have otherwise played. So yeah, I would have to say if I had to pick like other than the eighteen forty six, which was probably so one of my other huge moments, that playing actually playing an eighteen XX game and getting to do so with Shuck, even though he just utterly destroyed me and it was heartbreaking, <laughs> was was uh was great. And then uh playing playing Lisboa. Cool. So yeah, Gary. So in the in the spirit of that, what are we looking forward to in 2020? And I'll put you on the spot, Mister Mister Podmaster. I look forward to, like I said, trying to trying to expand my time with my gamer friends in, in a non gaming way. But also, I kind of have some games in mind with that I'd like to play with each of you. And I want to check that. I want to check those boxes off in 2020. So I'm not going to go into it right now, but. There are some games that I have. I wouldn't know that I. I, was gonna say, I think you, of you each of you. To, like, here to share. Like I think of uh, I, with with each of you that I think, hey, Shuck might like this game. I have games on my shelf that I've bought literally thinking, Shuck and, and Proper Brown would love He's this. Thinking you know? of me again, and so uh, or, or just Brown would love this game, and so my goal is like these games that I've had sitting here for a while. I wanted to get them out, not just for me, but because I actually bought them with certain friends in mind or I was like man this this friend loves this mechanic too I bet we could play it together so if I had to say anything for 2020 that's kind of what I was Do you have of. any examples because I'm I mean not necessarily specifically aimed at me but now I'm just curious what you have like on that shelf that you've aimed at someone Well for example proper Brian and I had uh, at one point earlier this year and like at the end of last year We'd kind of been doing, trying to do like a two-player night once a month to see if we could get together, if we could make the schedules work, you know, stars would align. 
and one of the games I've thrown out early on was uh, Fields of Arla, and that's a that's that game takes about thirty minutes to set up. It's actually a really really fun Euro game, but I don't have a lot of other people that I think that audience would be great for. But I think before I I've considered getting rid of the game, but I have held on to it. Because my thought was, I want to play this with proper. That was pride. in your top ten last year. Yeah, I, I really, really liked the game. It mechanically, it, it just, it just works. I feel like it's Uwe Rosenberg in his element, and so I, I, so for example, that's just one of those things. Like I have had this game. I have a. I don't want to put too many expectations on it, but I have this imaginary game night in my head where I'm like. Me and proper Brian play this and drink fifteen fifty four. Oh, you know? it's happening! You know, it's happening. And now. so, so that's what I'm talking about. Like, there's there's games I have that like, and I, like I know Shuck tends to like um, engine building, but also auctions and such. And so there's a couple games that I, I'm like, I really need to introduce this to Shuck, or I hear this has a great auction. I want Shuck's opinion on it. And so things like that. Like I, I have certain games that are on my shelf that are I just kind of in my own mind kind of associate with you guys or like say Ned or, or Reed or Craig. Um, these, those are other kind of an extended gaming group. It's like, Gary, why don't you just make that call? You know, shoot that text, be like, Hey, Sunday at three, can you make it? You know, like I want to have those moments that give myself opportunities to have those moments that I've been hoping to have for a couple of years now. Well, it's on the podcast now. You've got to do it. Yeah, now, yeah, right. now it's yeah. So uh, yeah, if I haven't done so it, so we'll check uh, back in next year. Yeah, so December 2020, 2020 in cap. Yeah, we'll we'll check. If back I haven't and see done if it. Done you that. guys uh, call me a hypocrite again, and you know that'll be good. <laughs> the good, good, fun podcast moments. So does anyone else like have any uh, kind of things you're looking forward to in 2020, or, yes. or any anything you'd like to do in, in that yes. vein? Yes, I'll I'll speak to that. Amen. So. In uh, one thing that we're doing next month in January, uh, I've been talking to a good friend of ours, Patrick, who's been on the YouTube channel before. Uh, he, he works with me at the credit union and and uh, a few others that are up there that I got into, like board game arena gaming and stuff. We're talking about doing a, a credit union game night in January, believe it or not, right? So company, party, game night kind of thing. We'll probably do it in my house. No pressure. Yeah, right? And so we've kind of tried to organize it around gateway games, intro games, that kind of thing. And what excites me about this is not just that we're doing a a game night, right? Because we, we have those a dime a dozen. They're kind of, uh, personally, I would honestly rather just go to a game night where I can play a heavier game or go game with heavier gamers. But what excites me about this is the evangelism of gaming. And so exactly. we... It may just be a one-off thing in January. It may be a one thing that just happens and then never happens again. But just knowing this crowd and, and getting to know them over the last six months, I really feel like it's going to be like, when can we do this again? And we may see kind of some new gamers pop up. We may see something, a new event kind of thing pop up with just my coworkers where we, we game regularly, which is just awesome, right? I mean, we always want to see new gamers. We're always excited about sharing the hobby. So... I kind of have that outlet now, and I'm hoping to have kind of a regular game night that pops up with this crowd. So. I hope that becomes fruitful for you and surprises you. Yeah. I mean, and it may introduce that kind of one-off tangential person where they're, they kind of join the primetime group here locally or they join another group here locally. Um, I don't really think at this point in time it's going to become its own like a life of its own. As much as I'm excited about just bringing more gamers into the hobby and making it regular, 
so yeah, so January, you know, we're thinking like tickets to ride and and maybe pandemic and and skull, of course, you know, that'll be a great one. And we're gonna oh, yeah. have like two fitty, or three fitty. tables setting up. What is it? Fitty fitty. Videos, yeah, As, and and <laughs> we'll have 50. we have like like two or three games, and, and Patrick and I put some thought into it where you know he'll run a game and I'll run a game at two different tables, and we'll try to get something big group wise like like Deception in Hong Kong for the whole group, and then we'll split up into groups, and then maybe some people stay late at night, and we have this going on. So we've we've already fantasized about how this night goes, but uh, honestly, what excites me is not January's game night, but do we do something again in March? you know, with the same group. And then, and then next time, you know, like in, in the in next winter are some of these guys coming to our other game nights where they're playing Sekigahara, you know, with us and stuff like that. So, Oh, wow. That's kind of what I think, right? Is that's, that's, that's the, that's the way my mind, my mind thinks and always hopes that we, we get into, we get to bring gamers up and get to watch them mature and, it's, it's it's nice. So 2020 is like I mean it's a it's a big deal for me. It's like I'm bringing up young people. It's wide it's like open. A big responsibility, right? So uh, uh, I guess something I'm still looking forward to. After going through the podcast, I realized there was something that hasn't happened yet that I've been waiting on all year, and that's the the Penny Press expansion never hit Kickstarter. Oh well, yeah, I, we I were f- talking about this before. I feel the podcast. like I feel like what was y'all's Madeira. It like just kept getting pushed off and pushed at. But we got back. it now. I know you do now. That's why I'm kind of hopeful you for next year. Expansion. Yeah. It's my I turn. I want to play the Penny Press expansion. <laughs> it's your turn. Always the bride. Uh, Bridesmaid, no, never the bride, like, right? It's been completely silent. Um, I mean, I was kind of excited about the expansion. And I haven't heard anything about Did it. Did you throw any like like forum, BGG forum, kind of like, what's up with this? Well, I, I commented on the post that they made at the beginning of the year. Uh, or maybe it was even the end of last year. I don't. I don't remember. I'd have to go look. But I, I commented back in like June or July, and not Start a single a response. One. Do they not know who you are? Apparently, you're not. shook. Tell them you have a podcast and you carry some weight in the industry. That's right. We even name things after you. Five people listen to yes. us, and they aren't going to buy your expansion. Uh, I guess if there's anything else I'm looking forward to, I'd like to kind of get back to some of the basics. Uh, I've really been wanting to play some Carcassonne here recently. Uh, get out some of the old stuff. That I, I thought we had some while. kind of pact where we had to play it every year. Did you not play it in 2019? I did not. I played I it in just, 2019. I've been wanting I have to play. You yep. have? Gary, did you play Carcassonne 2019? No, but oh. I can stop. I can avert the world ending. Chuck we still have. Okay, we I might have played. A... I might have played solo on my phone maybe once or twice. No, no. Like we still have. Time. Do we need to like host? Because we kind of made a pact. We got I think a it was even on a podcast, right? I mean, we were probably really drunk or something, but we made a pact about. We were all going to play Carcassonne once a year. I wasn't privy to this. Oh, I think it's recorded and it's it's documented. I'm, I'm go find I think it. we can go find this. So Clips did or it didn't but happen. But it's, it's not just that. It's like, I mean, it's some of the, the older games in my collection. Kind of like what Gary was saying, the, some games in my collection I'd like to play, get When's out. When's the last time you uh, played Waterdeep? Uh, maybe a year ago, probably. It's wow. probably been about a year. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I know. That's another Me one too. that needs to be played again. And I love that game. Uh, I, I love Waterdeep. Last time I played Small I play World was with you and our friend Seth. Oh, man. Gary. Like, oh, really? And remember when we played Small World and we we're like, we're kind of, it's kind of going back to our roots, right? Like early, earlier on, I, six years ago Small kind of World thing. was the best thing I've and, ever played for many for quite a while. And we played it again with, with a kind of a new gamer. And we're like, why don't we play this game more often? Like it yeah. actually still holds, still really holds really water. Good. It's a great game. I got a, I got a really good deal on it a couple of years ago, and I've still never played my copy of it. 
Yeah, well, because your copy doesn't have the things his copy. Well, has. it doesn't have the amazing like fifteen. Extra it doesn't matter. Dudes. But the the, the point yeah. is, is like these games that still hold water, where we kind of they kind of sit on the shelf and collect dust, and it's kind of okay. sad. I, I okay, I got one. I got one that I think is doable that I definitely for sure want to do next year. I want to play every faction of Nierishima Hex next year. That's what I want to How do. How many are there? There's eight. 18 total, I think. So you got to play 18 games then, because it's yes. not just you want to see them all on the board. You want to actually play them. I want to play a lot of newer. But it's heads. quick enough. I liked it. It's quick enough. You and I could play two or three head, like games in a night, right? I think this is my goal for next year. We'll come in. Hopefully, I can remember. I said this. Do you have we a Shima Hex like go to person? No. Wow. You I was thinking about teaching some, my daughter. You have some work to do. <laughs> oh, sweet. No, that hey, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. Hey, get a gamer in your home that wants to play that game and you're going to play that game. So there you go. There's my goal. All right. So I'll jump on here at the end and I'll actually say that my thing incorporates a bit of each of y'all's. So Shuck said that he's hoping to do this and I'm feeling the same way about mine. I'm hoping I'll get to do this. It's not something I've already, you know, committed to. It's not something that's on the calendar yet. Uh, like uh, just Brian, I won't be bringing new people into the ho- into the hobby. I'll be the new guy here. Okay, okay. And so for Gary's bit, I'm counting on the magic of saying this on a podcast to make it happen. Okay, okay. So I've been wanting to go to BGG Con since oh. like 2011, 2012, something like that. Never have been able to go. Maybe it has to do with the fact that I've had four kids since then. Um, and, and my anniversary happens to fall on that week that it, that it is. And yeah. she doesn't want to just go. I mean, that, why wouldn't she? Well, I mean, there's the kids, right? Yeah, so, right. oh yeah. Anyway, so I think this ah. next year the anniversary falls on the, the other end of the week than the than the convention is. Nice. And my kids are all a little older, and I'm really hoping I can go because. It's kind of one of it, it's kind of turned into one of those things for me that it's probably I've blown it up a lot bigger in my head than it really is, you know. It's kind of become a, a grail kind of thing. It's like, oh, if I could just go. I don't know. I hear BGG Con is like where you go if you want a game, right? Like, there's a lot of cons that do a lot of different things, but BGG Con is like if you want to just sit there and play and play and play and play. I hear that's the convention to go, and to. that's exactly what I want to do. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken. That since they've they're, they've either changed or are changing the venue, that a lot of the amenities and the places to stay are you know since it's not like airport, kind of over there in the DF, DFW airport area, but kind of in a different part. That it's actually a better. It, it's if you're going to go to BGG, now's the time to go. Like next year's the time to go. So so 2020 BGG Con. Hope you make it. Yeah, hope I make it. Ask me. This time next year, if that happened. What wanna, time of year is that? Is that usually November? That's November. Yeah. yeah. I want to go. <laughs> maybe we can all go. Maybe maybe that's a, a pub deal. Yeah, maybe yes. they maybe they invite us and they sponsor us. And they... Hey. they <laughs> hey, Let's not get too crazy. Hey, don't tell New Belgium. <laughs> New Belgium. Okay? No, we can't. They're <laughs> supposed to get on board with the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Yes. Well, it looks like uh, we've all had a good 2019. We all have quite a few things to look forward to to 2020 you want to like uh have a toast here and then uh, here 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 and then uh kind of i guess let's go ahead and huzzah uh, yeah huzzah let's end this thing thanks for listening to the bub meeple podcast if you enjoyed our content like and subscribe share with your friends 
You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at BubMeeple, or our website, www.bubmeeple.com, home to the board game ranking engine, and support your local breweries. I was waiting for Brian to come in in a falsetto or something like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>